Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> I can't think of anything that's dumber To a grouch, Christmas is a bummer Beaming faces everywhere Happiness is in the air I'm telling you it isn't fair I hate Christmas People load it with goodwill presents what a thrill that slushy nonsense makes me ill i hate christmas i'd rather have a holiday like normal grouches do instead of getting presents they take presents back from you <laughs> here comes santa girls and boys so who needs that big red noise i'll tell him where to leave his toys i hate christmas and if you want the truth I ain't so crazy about Easter and Labor Day either. <laughs> Christmas carols to be sung, decorations to be hung. Oh yeah, well I stick out my thumb. I hate Christmas. Christmas bells play loud and strong. Hurts my ears all that ding dong. Besides, it goes on much too long. I hate Christmas. I'd rather have a holiday with a lot less joy and flash. With a lot less cheerful smiling and a lot more dirty trash. Yeah. Christmas Day is almost here. When it's over, then I cheer. I'm glad it's only once a year. I hate Christmas. And whoever hung that mistletoe over my trash can, will I say, hooey and Ah, humbug. Happy final night of Hanukkah. And it's only ten day, ten nights before Christmas Eve. If you have a little grouch in you, or if you have a big one, then you can sympathize with old Oscar there from the 1975 album Merry Christmas from Sesame Street. Also appearing on the 1995 repackaged version of Sesame Street Christmas, uh, which scrubbed out some of the lesser-known 70s characters who appeared on some of the songs for, uh... That song was I Hate Christmas, and that's a staple of various Gordon households. Not in a complete curmudgeonly way, but it's important to uh, temper the relentless Yuletide cheer. Since I'm pretty much against being told how to feel at any given moment. So having the garbage can bound Muppet pushback is worth a smile. Especially since the original TV segment that uh, featured that song had Oscar defacing Noel songs to just read No, spilling snow on unsuspecting folks. And my favorite, packing gifts of motor oil just to drip all over your wonderful Christmas tree and all that. Not sure how much Oscar the Grouch appears in Sesame Street as of late. I'll leave it to the uh, educated parent and the unfortunate child potentially forced to listen to this right now in 2015. Um, the, 
current vibe of Sesame Street, I know, has drifted away from the early urban aspect uh, that the Children's Television Workshop subscribed to. But definitely curious to see how the HBO-funded version of Sesame Street will work. For those who haven't heard it, HBO will be airing Sesame Street since uh, gained the rights to air new material from the Sesame Workshop. It'll be screening six to nine months before it appears on PBS and other public broadcasters presented to listeners like you. Anyways, ho, 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 and good evening, and welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies, as uh, Steve and Sylvia always pretend to be from Alabama. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's tinsel-laden community radio station, CITR. We are your voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at 590 watts here from unsuited Musqueam territory, from the student nest here on campus to the lower mainland of BC. But here... And importantly, elsewhere, you can find us on the web at www.citr.ca. My name is Gak, and I'll be replacing the L's on the shelves with himself for some delfts and deft manipulation of holiday sanity. Phone number for the station, those who are listening live, is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point, since we are mixing everything live and potentially making up facts as we go along. You can also email me anytime, radiofreegak.gmail.com. I'll be on Twitter at 100 Air and Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr. So as is tradition here on Exploding Head Movies, and even in the days of Radio Free Gak, it is time for our annual counter Christmas show. Where I fear where I try to find redemption in lesser heard carols and other alternate festive music in the season where seemingly the same 30 to 50 songs are heard either in stores or on mainstream radio. Uh, honestly, Christmas is a fine holiday. M- musically, it can feel like a bludgeon against good taste. Though, I must concede, in this day and age, a lot of these uh, radio stations and stores uh, have a little bit more diversity in music. But just keep spend, spend, spending. This week's episode aims to program against the grain, and focusing on mostly kind of odder songs at the December Library, but it won't be as kooky as in past years. Still big years one year to do a Christmas episode for the bleakest hymns that detail somehow surviving the midwinter in Europe. But this year, we'll focus on something that happened 50 years ago. A weird little holiday special that debuted on TV. An adaptation of a newspaper comic that was figured to be a massive failure. But in the end, became a modern classic. So a Charlie Brown Christmas first aired on CBS December 9th, 1965. And amidst some unique animation touches... So we can hear behind me here. See Vince Guaraldi. So around 8 o'clock or so, or halfway through the show for you podcast listeners, or if you're using the new website to listen to the show, we'll listen to the music of Guaraldi, both outside of TV with some light and easy piano jazz with some bossa nova influences, and then some music from the Charlie Brown TV specials. It does include one film, but along with a Charlie Brown Christmas, as we hear the instrumental version of one of the key songs from the special Christmas time is here. We hear some cues from some other Peanuts shows. So for some happiness and cheer. However, we'll kick things off from a new Christmas special. And this popped up on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. It's a very Murray Christmas, an odd mock variety show featuring Bill Murray. Starring as a man trying to get his own TV show to air despite a major snowstorm. And that man is Bill Murray himself. Guests include George Clooney, Miley Cyrus, Amy Poehler... Michael Seurat, Chris Rock, Maya Rudolph, and Jenny Lewis. Also appearing are the French band Phoenix, who appear as chefs 
And for the special, they did a song. A cover of a recently revived Beach Boys song, originally recorded in the 70s. And the connection to Bill Murray is pretty simple. Lead singer Thomas Mars is the husband of Sofia Coppola, the director of the special, and who had worked with Bill Murray famously in the 2003 film Lost in Translation. Something previously profiled here on Exploding Head Movies. So on this song, Phoenix are joined by Jason Schwartzman, Buster Poindexter, the recently retired David Letterman band leader from my hometown of Thunder Bay, Ontario, Paul Schaefer, and Mr. Bill Murray himself. So this will be Alone on Christmas Day here on Exploding Head Movies, broadcasting from the cooler North Pole known as CITR. Hopefully you aren't alone any day of the year. Okay, I'm going to you guys. How about you fellas play something that nobody knows? can cook too. Wow, you're going to be a real catch. On December 18th, for one night only, come see formerly on hiatus Vancouver band SSRIs reunite live at the Wise Hall. The lineup will feature the membership of the 2010 LP Effeminate Godzilla-sized wind chimes. 
Don't go see Star Wars. Come see SSRI's reunion show. Guest bands include TV Ugly, Blessed, and Redrick Sultan. Tickets are $10. Check out the SSRIs on Facebook for more information. This is one night only, so don't miss out. All my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though we're here to stay. I believe in yesterday. Don't forget, Christmas is coming. Oh, that reminds me. Let's do a Christmas record. Let's do a Christmas record. Yeah, what should we say? That's um, a good idea. Ad-lib we've got to thank everyone. Remember to thank. Yeah. Thank you. You can't add too much because well, you, you, you miss. Well, thank wonderful. you, Johnny. It's been a nice to know you. Got to thank everyone for all the presents this year. Yes. And, uh, all for buying the records. Yeah, especially the chewed-up pieces of chewing gum <laughs> and the playing cards made out of knickers. On behalf of John and I. George speaking, I'd like to thank you for all the Christmas cards and presents and birthday cards and presents and everything, too, as well. On behalf of George and I, I'd just like to thank you all for the Christmas present and all the rest of it. Thank you. <laughs> well, Ringo, what have we done this year? I see you haven't shaved again. <laughs> well, Ringo, what have we done this year? We've done a lot of things this year, Paul. Yes. Well, we've been away. Yeah, and like last that. year. <laughs> Hey, we've come back all right. Aye, we've uh, had a lot back. of presents sent to us for our birthdays and Christmases. Yes, we'd like to thank you. Thank, you, thank you for the presents and the cards. Thank you for the presents. Happy Christmas to your listeners, wherever you can Thank you, John. Down in between with the old black door, we got some, we got some. Down in between with the old black door, we got some, we got some. Well, for the sake of old Lang Syne, that reminds me, Ringo. Yes. Last year, you was here. We was here, around the same old mic, down in the studio. Same old guitar, same old faces. <laughs> it's the same old song, but a different meaning. Copyright, copyright Johnny. Copyright, can't right. say that. Hey, yeah. Uh, all right, what are we going to do? What's out of copyright? Um, yeah. How about we'll get the lilacs in an old brown shoe? Yeah. Yes, that's out of copyright. But, uh, Let's play a request for Christmas-y. all the boys in B-A-O-R-E. Yeah, all right. What should we play for them? Because there's some. we got some fans in the forces. You well, know. here in Munich, it's not quite as fine as it is in London. Well, Kenneth, the weather's the raining here. Bad. It's not very good. Oh, it's not bad over here, but some... You know, we had a bit of rain and all that. Yeah. Stay tuned in. It's five-way link-up. If you've enjoyed this programme, tune to 29314567 megacycles. If you can't find that, drop it. Well, that looks as though it's about it for this well, year. Well, that should cover Israel. We certainly tried our best to uh, please everybody. Please everybody. If we haven't done what we could have done, we've tried. 
And you if you haven't got yours, send fourpence in and get a free one. And seeing as we gather around the Christmas microphone here in the studio, we might as well get together with a little Christmas message for you. Which goes something like, like this. this. Christmas comes but once a year, but when it does, you know it's here because we've got some. <laughs> Singy. Christmas comes but once a year, but when it does, it brings good cheer because we've got Christmas. Yesterday, you are all my troubles in so far away. Now it looks as though the hit is day. Big year for us. Christmas Day. One of our biggest years since we can remember. Christmas Day. And we can remember a lot of big years. Take, take bugs. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. And especially those abroad and those of you in BOR 2453. Christmas Day. There's a lot of us here, one of which a lot of you there. And the weather's perfectly all right, thank you. And don't forget, the old and the new, some folks blue and some folks green. You take no notice of them, it's an all-white policy in this group. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though the heat is Thank you, Charlie, for all your work you did there with the recording and the fade and that and all that. From 50 years ago, that was the Beatles with their third Christmas record. It was a fan club gift that went out to every other country except the States, where uh, the fans received a black and white postcard with a photo of the Fab Four since the uh, Christmas tape arrived too late. Somewhere. I'm not sure where to prep for the mail out. This is the third and final record to feature anything approaching the copy that was uh, written to them by their press officer before their experimental side slowly starts kicking in and you can tell sort of the fractions that started unfolding within the Beatles around that time. So 1965 for them uh, was uh, the year when the album and the film Help came out, which featured the song Yesterday, which pops up repeatedly throughout in a mock fashion. And then the Christmas album came out around the same time as their second release that year. It showed a whole bunch of shifting since that was Rubber Soul. So you think about the distance between those two albums. 
and their output where they're actually putting out a record new material every nine months or so it's insane but yeah so the first two christmas albums they're basically stick to the skip pretty well though you can tell they're bouncy and happy and ah fun loving liverpudlian teens but uh over time the quartet masked their childish pranks into a bit of a serious artistic veneer and i've played some of the past beatles christmas albums and around 67 or so that's the point where it starts uh getting kind of experimental everyone stretches it out uh future christmas releases uh do show that but you can still tell they're having fun there's elements of the four tops and bear mcguire seeping in i guess a christmas eve of destruction as it were december's always a rough month for beetle fans since it was 35 years ago december 8th 1980 when uh, john lennon was shot and killed outside his new york apartment by a crazed fan somehow he still keeps coming up for parole i'm not going to say his name but uh course it's always rejected and uh, on that day he actually recorded a song with yoko ono called walking on thin ice that they figured was going to be a number one hit but not in the ways they're expected so with george harrison's death in 2001 there are only two surviving beatles left paul mccartney and ringo Starr. Uh, as 2015 goes uh, mccartney's been re-releasing so many 70s records with wings and he collaborated with kanye west on a couple songs that came out earlier this year there's talk of further production later you know, Star releases 18th album, Postcards from Paradise, and it features members of his long-standing all-star band, with whom he's been touring with various rosters since the late 80s. Now behind me, this is Brian Whitman with Barry's Sleeping. This is off his 2004 release, A Singular Christmas. And it features songs that take common Christmas carols, and Whitman pumped their melodic and harmonic patterns into a computer program. Certain algorithms were applied. And then new songs based on their older staples were spat out, and then they were recorded. Anyways, let's turn back the calendar a couple of years here. Uh, the blog The Line of Best Fit had released their fifth part of their Ho 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 Canada series, featuring various national acts sharing their own songs for the winter solstice, and often exclusively. We're still awaiting the seventh edition, likely due at the end of this week, or well before the actual Christmas Day itself. And apparently I completely blanked on last year's volume six. So let's go with the 2013 edition, and we'll start off with Artur Dzerzhinsky, a folky with a bit of a sad bend. This will be he with the frozen plains of Christmas. Don't worry, we'll get peppy with a popular person from the island afterwards. My name is Gak. This is Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
take flight and make room for the cold. Child, the whale won't know about better days. And the snow will cover up what little hope we know. When the birds fly south to make room for the cold. Birds fly south and make room for the cold. The birds always, always fly south and make room for the cold. Christmas concert, bringing together the best of Vancouver's blues community, will be held on Sunday, December 20th at 7.30 at the Commodore Ballroom. This year's lineup features Jim Burns, David Gogo, Johnny Ferreira and the Swing Machine, Steve Kozak's West Coast All-Stars, the Bobcats, Brainchild, and more. Show proceeds go to the Drew Burns Commodore Musicians Fund, providing funding for musicians in need and those pursuing future music studies. For tickets, visit Ticketmaster.ca.
There's an old Santa Claus by the side of the road On a faded sign in Arizona All these years at the wheel He looks like I feel Got a present for you when I get Carolyn Mark with All Season Tired. Complaint, complaint many of us older folk have this time of year with uh, the constant humdrum of shopping, partying, and family planning that marks the year. But man, I'm looking forward to January. Anyways, the self-titled The Queen of Vancouver Island uh, was actually the name of her most recent album from 2012. And she has been a stalwart presence on the Canadian, particularly the western side of the music scene for dozens of years. And before that, we heard Arthur Dzinski. The Frozen Plains of Christmas. And both songs are part of the fifth volume of the Ho 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 Canada series by the line of Best Fit blog. And uh, that blog's been handy for other Christmas music. It tipped me to a Future Islands side project holiday song featuring a lot of saxophone and the first Sparks Christmas song in over 40 years. Though it's very dry. Might have to go back to a kimono my house at some point for a proper anti Christmas song. Anyways, uh, other Canucks who appear on the Ho 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 5 include Lebitle's Breastfeeders, the Elwins, and Light Rail Coyote, who pull off an old 15th century hymn about booze. 
with class. Now, in the background, this will be the first of many Vince Guaraldi songs that will pop up between songs that I talk over uh, until it's time for his profile later on the show. Of his 1963 album, In Person, this is Utra Vez, an Antonio Carlos Jobin jazz standard. And as we'll hear, Bossa Nova is a key part of Guaraldi's music, which defined part of popular culture from the late 50s onwards. There's more Canadiana here with Mary Margaret O'Hara, Toronto singer-songwriter who was tipped to do great things in the 80s. By the end, uh, she only released a couple albums, a soundtrack I profiled many years ago, and then an EP before kind of choosing a more wayward route to remain in music. She's primarily known now for performing live with other acts and then popping up in cameo roles on various songs. She's worked with acts as diverse as Will Oldham, Gavin Friday, Morrissey, Nico Case, and the Hidden Cameras, to name but a few. Her EP was a Christmas-themed one, and amongst the Christmas standards on that 1991 release, there was one original song, and here it will be. This will be Mary Margaret O'Hara with Christmas Evermore.
Oh man. What? What? I really wanted to catch that football game, but I have to clean my room. I'm so bummed. Yo, man, totally chill out. You can catch it on CITR. CITR? Did someone say CITR? Yeah? CITR Radio brings you Thunderbird Sports on the weekends. Catch all the action and don't miss a moment of play with our live play-by-play and color commentary. Only on CITR 101.9 FM. Wow, that's great. And if you can't catch the game, tune in at 3.30 p.m. every Thursday for our weekly update on UBC Athletics with live scores, recaps, and in-depth analysis. Oh, okay, dude. Okay, okay, dude. We get it. Dude. Only on CITR. Do you like friends? Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gives you all kinds of deals with our friends on Main Street, including 10% off at Anti-Social Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Red Cat Records, Woo Vintage Clothing, and more. Visit citr.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest.
Got some more Vince Guaraldi behind me here. From the 1970 soundtrack to the film, A Boy Named Charlie Brown. This is Frida, the naturally curly hair. Referring to one of the characters in the peanut strip, but a predilection to explaining what her hair meant to her. Frida only appeared in the strip basically in the 60s until the early 70s. Aside from a, an antagonistic relationship with Snoopy, regarding his lack of effort for hunting rabbits, uh, she had no real other character type aside from vanity. However, she was a core part of the animated TV specials, along with the film. And a boy named Charlie Brown featured more Broadway and orchestral numbers, but as we can hear, Guaraldi's jazzy instrumentals remained a key element of the Peanuts' identity. I'll get more into that soon, especially as we dig up some of the music from uh, the TV specials outside but including a Charlie Brown Christmas. But yeah, we'll save that discussion for a little later. Meanwhile, we just heard Vancouver's own White Ash Falls off the 2011 compilation with Bells On. That was Winter's Darkness. And White Ash Falls is the project headed up by Andy Bishop, known in the past for being a tour member of Yukon Blonde and uh, playing bass live for James Young. But currently, we probably know him best as being one half of Twin River, who released their debut album, should the light go out earlier this year through the Light Organ label. Light Organ released the With Bells on compilation back in 2011, and it featured acts like Dead Ghosts, Johnny Payne from the Shilohs, uh, The Matinee, Portage in Maine, and then this next act. Fake Shark, Real Zombie, I recently shorted their name just to uh, Fake Shark, moving a weird cinematic reference to an Italian horror film called Zombie 2, where a shark and a human zombie fight in the ocean underwater and the shark looks totally realistic uh, yeah their new name is tied to a conjunction of a couple series singles they released this year the quartet have a mix of IDM and hardcore in their music as we're about to hear so yeah things will stop being mellow for a little while here and then I'll stand out from their contribution to lights organs with bells on so this is fake shark back when they had a real zombie with kick the PMA we'll follow up with some additional crunchy guitars. My name is Gak. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
Are you interested in human rights and social justice? Come check out Amnesty International UBC. We fight to stop human rights violations all over the world, including here in Canada. Our club hosts letter writing sessions, social events, documentary nights, bar fundraisers, and current events discussions on a bi-weekly basis. So keep your ears open and check out our Amnesty International UBC Facebook page for more information. We look forward to promoting human rights with you. Nothing like a little doom and gloom and a weird pact for the holidays. It's not a happy time for everyone. 
Anyways, uh, featuring some veterans of the Vancouver scene here, that was Tight Solid with a song with the same title as the Oscar the Grouch song we kicked off the show with, I Hate Christmas. And Tight Solid, well, it did consist of members from bands like WPP, The Organ, and Treacherous Machete. But uh, the trio split up several years ago and ended up forming new bands like Inherent Vices, Nurse, and Keep Tidy. And that song can be found on the Eggnog Experience soundtrack from 2009, tied to a web series that was filmed here at CITR, although I'm going to say they're at the old CITR in the Student Union Building back where room 233 of the sub. It was about a radio station hitting a rough spell one December. I do have one more song to share from the Eggnog Experience, but first, in the background, we have Vince Guaraldi again, although he's joined on stage by Bola Sete, and this goes back to 1966 from a live set from El Matador. Once uh, Sete had moved to the United States, this song is nobody else. And I do promise you, we will get to Guaraldi shortly. Not sure if it's going to be at the top of the hour or a little bit afterwards. Secondly, well, we do have one more track off Light Organ Presents with Bells On, and it fits in here relatively nice-like. And Adeline, a Vancouverite, who also calls Toronto her base, and plenty of her music winds up on TV and film soundtracks, and she even scored a short film called False Creek Stories recently. She collaborated with Brendan Canning, a broken social scene on the score for a relatively new Brett Easton Ellis film, The Canyons. She has a new album due out soon, but let's go back to 2011. This will be Adeline with Can't Feel This Feeling.
On Tuesday, December 22nd, don't miss indie rockers Pity Sex at the Cobalt on tour supporting their upcoming release, White Hot Moon, with special guests Colleen Green and Eskimo. Doors open at 8 and the 19-plus show starts at 9. Find your tickets today at TimberConcerts.com or at Red Cat or Zulu. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7.
with a song for December 23rd. That was Galarissa with the Eve of Christmas Eve. And Galarissa is the alias of Larissa Lova, known for appearances in past acts like piano, helping out live with Destroyer and How to Dress Well. And uh, Lova recorded an album full of lo-fi Finnish Christmas carols a few years ago that some kind folks at Mint Records shared with me, and I should definitely dig those up again for personal holiday playlists. Recently, Lova joined up with Alicia May Rembold for the synth-pop act Fake Tears, who recently completed a tour along the West Coast, winding up at Mint Records' ridiculously early Christmas party. Of course, uh, as we all saw in the news, uh, it was at that party where a long-standing CITR host Nardwar, the human serviette, suffered a stroke and required to be hospitalized. But the good news is Nardwar has been able to recover enough to be discharged that sounds like he's well on the road to recovery. So we wish all our energetic evaporators speedy recovery. And if you don't know, Nardwar show airs Fridays, 3.30 to 5 p.m. Pacific here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver, as it has for almost 30 years. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on said station. You can find us online at www.citr.ca. In the background, this is one of uh, Garaldi's biggest hits. Vince Garaldi here. Originally, this appeared on the 1962 album Jazz Impressions of Black Orpheus, but uh, it was a B-side for a single he released at the time, Samba de Orpheus, trying to catch the uh, burgeoning bossa nova wave. But uh, the A-side kind of sunk without a trace. I mean, it's still on the album itself, but it didn't really catch on the radio land, but uh, the DJs flipped over and started playing the B-side here. Cast your fate to the wind. Gentle, likable tune. Definitely stood out from everything else on the airwaves at the time. It became a grassroots hit. I've played covers of this in the past on the show. There's a few more I wanted to play, but didn't really fit in their vague Christmas theme coming up. Uh, Cast Your Fate to the Wind won a Grammy for Best Original Jazz Composition and a cover version in 1965 by Sounds Orchestral crapped the Billboard Top 10. And it was this song that Charlie Brown producer Lee Mendelssohn heard in the back of a cab as he was working on a documentary about Charlie Brown and Charles Schultz. And he contacted Garaldi to produce some music for the special. The start of the partnership that we'll dip into oh so very shortly, especially since their debut was at Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, however, before we get to Guaraldi property, let's detour to Star Wars via Christmas. In last week's Exploding Head Movies episode, I looked at the cult of Star Wars, and I referred to two weird elements involving the holidays and George Lucas's space opera. First off, the Star Wars holiday special, which aired on TV somehow back in 1978. A weird mix of bad variety shows and poorly thought continuity and uh, some of the original actors. Uh, perhaps under some original substances. Uh, as evidence to that, uh, the DC-based duo called CatScan did a take on Carrie Fisher's somewhat detached version of the song. Uh, she played Princess Leia on the special, as she did in the movie, and um, CatScan kind of root it somewhat, although remaining cheeky. To be fair, it's hard to really come up with a melody that mashes against uh, John Williams' Star Wars theme. And uh, Cat Scan succeed by downplaying the obvious themes. So, from the 2012 Christmas album, simply known as the Christmas album, this week Cat Scan with a Life Day classic called A Day to Celebrate. And we'll follow up with some gift ideas for the citizens of the planet Kashik for all you geeks. Mm-hmm. 
My name is Gak. Coming up, I'll open up a fortune cookie soon. of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theater, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theater, visit their website at www.riotheater.ca.
I'm not giving a Wookiee love and understanding. I'll rip my arms off. Anyways, from the 1980 album Christmas and the Stars, that was the Star Wars Intergalactic Droid Choir and Chorale. As it was credited on the original 45 that hit the Billboard 100 back in that year. With a common concern in the Star Wars universe, what can you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? Uh, that song appears on the Christmas in the Stars album, conceived and produced by Miko. Best known for disco covers of John Williams' Star Wars music. Definitely a uh, Lucas fan that way. And Miko pitched the idea of a Christmas album to Lucas, and upon the first pressing of the album, Lucas was ready to sanction to have his name on it. However, the record label RSO went bankrupt, and the album was considered lost until Rhino did a re-release in 1996. That said, I did find out that there was one other single consisting of songs that was released in 1983, around the time of Return of the Jedi, so I don't know what's going on. Anyways, uh, this Thursday, the seventh episode of Star Wars, The Force Awakens, hits the screens. Also hitting later that night, in the stores and online. Another important thing, the release of John Williams' score to The Force Awakens, which has only been teased at via some film clips. It'll be out through Walt Disney Records, and expect a possible profile in 2016. Anyways, other soundtracks that are out later this week, also do a profile very soon, is The Hateful Eight, apparently with a score done by Ennio Morricone, although some various artists do appear on it. And as we found out today, or a couple days ago anyways, uh, reuses some of his cues for John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, music for Alvin the Chipmunks, The Road Chip is out. And then uh, James Hewton Howard's music for Concussion. There's a great Leon Bridges song on there, too. Anyways, let's get into the Peanuts properly here. First behind me, this is Christoph Beck with a cue from his score to the recent Peanuts movie. The song was Snow Day. And the Peanuts movie hands uh, creator Charles Schultz's drawing style and uh, gives it some minor updates. So there's no obvious CGI at play, but uh, it basically gives that indication of kind of looking like it was the comic strip in the newspaper. That said, uh, as we heard the music there, uh, aside from a couple Megan Trainer songs, uh, it's primarily light orchestral work with some covers of Guaraldi's throughout the film. It doesn't quite sound the same as you can tell or as what you expect from Guaraldi, especially with the cues that we've heard behind me as I've been speaking, and especially as we dive into it, uh, but soon so soon because i keep teasing you with it but uh yeah let's get into some couple peanuts related songs here starting off the portland act uh, eskimo and sons uh they were a portland act uh, that acted as a mini pop orchestra but they kind of were too big at least personnel wise to remain stable as members kept shifting and leaving and founder danny rose has uh, another act called double dutch in play but let's go back to 2007 off another gray christmas weird little compilation those will be Eskimo and Songs giving plenty of shout-outs to Shulls' characters. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. From you at CITR, my name is Gak. This is Exploding Head Movies. Be careful with that microphone. I still have that fortune cookie to work with. We'll get it.
We all know that the word jazz means many different things to many different people. So check out the real deal on The Jazz Show at CITR, 101.9 FM, or CITR.ca for live streaming. Yours truly, Gavin Walker, is your host, and I guarantee the straight goods of three hours of jazz at its finest. So come on by and give your ears a musical workout, 9 p.m. Mondays. Don't miss it. CITR 101.9 FM. It's what the whales are talking about. Rats. Nobody sent me a Christmas card today. I almost wish there weren't a holiday season. I know nobody likes me. Why do we have to have a holiday season to emphasize it?
I love the fact that the film A Boy Named Charlie Brown, when it went to France, its title song sung by Serge Gainsbourg. Uh, that didn't appear on any actual soundtrack album, although there was a Gainsbourg compilation a few years back that compiled a whole bunch of his lost film music. But the period is a 7-inch. That was Serge Gainsbourg, the petit garçon, appelé Charlie Brown. Quality stuff that way. And otherwise, in the background here, we do have the Vince Guaraldi trio finally here. Just let that soak in for a bit. As far as we can tell, joining Guaraldi on piano it is Monty Budwig on double bass and then the Canadian Jerry Grinelli on drums Grinelli was in town a couple of weeks ago as part of a 50th Charlie Brown Christmas celebration since the special did debut on CBS in 1965 let's talk about Guaraldi he was born in San Francisco the North Beach area in 1928 and his first recording was made in 1953 when he worked with the vibraphonist Cal Jader TJADR that was released in 1954. In 1955, Guaraldi had his own trio featuring Eddie Duran and Dean Riley, and had a couple albums out around that time. And then he reunited with Jader in 1956, and he's an integral part of two bands that he assembled. And Guaraldi actually made a big splash with his performance with Jader at the 1958 Monterey Jazz Festival. Guaraldi promptly went solo in 1959 as he pursued his own projects full-time. In 1962, he released an album full of covers of Antonio Carlos Chauvin and Luis Bonfa, key members of the Brazilian jazz scene that brought Bossa Nova to light. And earlier, I spoke over another Chauvin piece. And if you're curious what it is, well, the playlist will eventually be on CITR's website, citr.ca. Look up Exploding Head Movies. If you do it now while I'm live, it's just right on the top ribbon. Anyways, um, the album 1962 release was Jazz Impressions of Black Orpheus, inspired by the 1959 French-Brazilian theme, French-Brazilian film Black Orpheus, or Orfeo Negro, a film I so need to profile soon once I get properly Bossa Nova-y, or maybe once the Rio Olympics roll it around next year. At the time, uh, Guaraldi needed some more songs to fill out the album, so he included a couple originals, which included what we heard a couple bits ago. Cast your fate to the wind. Anyways, uh, from Jazz Impressions of Black Orpheus, we'll listen to a, another song off there. It'll be the Vince Guaraldi Trio. With Monty Budwig on double bass. And Jerry Grinelli on drums. This will be generic. And then we'll get uh, an actual Brazilian player afterwards. My name is Gak. This is Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Some appropriate music for the holiday season.
Alright, some nice Vincigraldi music there. Uh, I spoke previously over O Tannenbaum, the German take of a Christmas tree, although, honestly, it's a German original, from the Christmas album that we all know, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, so we started off with the Vincigraldi trio with uh, Generic, off of Jazz Impressions of Black Orpheus, and then the guitar came in, as we heard from 1964, from all sides, is Vince Guaraldi, along with Bola Sete. It's Portuguese for Seven Ball, a nickname that uh, the guitarist had picked up. Uh, Sete was best known for songs like Patina, sampled by uh, A Tribe Called Quest. And also joining uh, Guaraldi and Sete there, it was uh, Monty Budwig on double bass. He played on all those tracks there. Uh, Jerry Grinelli on drums. Martinez on drums as well, too. And then Guaraldi on piano. And uh, of all things, Bolasete played with Dizzy Gillespie for a time. And Gillespie introduced him to his pianist, Lalo Schifrin. And at that point, well, they already known each other because they're big parts of the South American jazz scene. Schifrin from being from Argentina, eventually doing his own fantastic stuff on film and TV as well. Now behind me, this is the Vince Guaraldi trio again. Uh, or at least just credited to Vince Guaraldi. This is called the baseball theme. And originally appeared on the 1966 uh, special, Charlie Brown's All-Stars, that also appeared on a boy named Charlie Brown. So, as I mentioned earlier, producer Lee Mendelson was working on a documentary called Charlie Brown and Charles Schultz, and he was pitching it to TV. It didn't really pan out that way, but he heard Guaraldi on the radio, and Mendelssohn contacted Guaraldi to produce music for that documentary, and uh, included a piece that he shared over the phone known as Linus and Lucy, which has become the de facto Peanuts theme. But uh, it ended up appearing on the Coca-Cola Commission to Charlie Brown Christmas in spring 1965, and he liked reusing some of his music. And uh, he actually worked on every Peanuts production going forward. So before we get into the Christmas part, mostly because I think most of you own that album anyways, let's listen to some of the lost cues from various Charlie Brown TV specials. And... Uh, Groldy had worked on all of them up towards uh, 1976's uh, It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown. But we'll start with one of the cues for uh, Snoopy. At least uh, by the 70s at that point, uh, the Red Baron craze caused that little beagle to pick up own little other identities that way. So uh, this will be Vince Guaraldi, Joe Cool. And then we'll actually listen to some more cues from various specials, some with actual lyrics too.
little birdie Why do you fly upside down? It's amazing That the way you get around
All right, there were two volumes released of Vince Guaraldi and the Lost Cues from the Charlie Brown TV specials. From the first one, we heard the instrumental version of Joe Cool. And then from the Thanksgiving special, we heard Little Birdie, featuring vocals by Vince Guaraldi himself. Quite a very soulful voice. Then from volume two, we had a bit of that acid uh, freak-out guitar there, and that was from Woodstock's Dream. Woodstock being the little yellow bird that became the friend of Snoopy. Probably the hit character, I guess they came out in the 70s. Snoopy and Woodstock became a team. And then we had a short version featuring a little bit more of a electric organ feel of Linus and Lucy. In the background, we have Vince Guaraldi and Bolasete again here, off the 1964 album From All Sides. This track is Benigno Pequeño da Pateria. And as we're about to hear, some of this is recycled for what appears in the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack. Now at the time, the folks at CBS and Coca-Cola weren't sure what they were getting into with this holiday special. Charles Schultz came up with a basic script idea, talked them down from an hour show to a half hour, and it talked about the true meaning of Christmas. But the executives were spooked, and actually uh, so were producers Mendelssohn there, because uh, they actually featured real kids voicing the characters, which was not a thing that happened at the time. Offered a little bit more of a realistic approach that way. There was no laugh track, because every other TV cartoon featured a laugh track. And oh yeah, a heavy dramatic point happens almost towards the end, when uh, Linus actually reads a biblical verse. Everyone's like, well you can't do it, it's too religious. Schultz came back, it's like, well, he was a religious Lutheran out of Minnesota, and he said, we're not going to do it. Who else is? We're the right people. So, with this music behind me in mind, we'll actually hop onto the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack now. We have time for two of the cues here, and we'll start off with their take of the little drummer boy. It's Guaraldi here with My Little Drum, featuring a kid's choir, and I'll talk to you a little bit about the personnel with that, because uh, they had to do some late nights. The parents weren't happy. Stay tuned. Charlie Brown Christmas heading your way.
All right, from a Charlie Brown Christmas, we heard the Vince Guaraldi trio there first off with My Little Drum. And then Christmas is coming. Because at this point, everyone has heard Christmas time is here. Linus and Lucy skating, which I seem to play nonstop, and then yeah, a male torment cover of the Christmas song. And then the track behind me. A take of What Child Is This, although known with its uh, English song title, Green Sleeves. So yeah, everyone thought the Charlie Crown Brown Christmas would uh, crash and burn. Although one animator went up to Mendelssohn and Schultz and said, you know what, people will be talking about this for a century. And at this point, we've hit the halfway mark at this point. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, one of the best-selling records of all time. Yeah, that's part of the reason I didn't play the obvious songs, because, yeah, you should know them inside and out, but I want to highlight two other tracks that way. For the special, uh, the bassist was uh, Monty Budwig, and drummer was Colin Bailey. At least that's what they think, because uh, Guaraldi did not take good notes of what the session players were. But for the album, the bassist was Fred Marshall, and the drummer was Jerry Grinelli. And as I said, he was in town recently for the 50th anniversary tribute concert. And then all the kids that were singing were actual kids hired from a nearby Lutheran choir. And yeah, the sessions went late at night to the point that if they needed to do a second session, some of those parents are like, nope, he didn't sleep at all. Yeah, you're going to find some new kids. Uh, Guaraldi died suddenly on February 6th, 1976, uh, the evening before he was with uh, Peanuts producer Lee Mendelson. He wasn't feeling that well, complaining of uh, indigestion. He played uh, the next night at uh, Butterfield's nightclub in Menlo Park, California. And... Uh, Along with his uh, drummer, they retired to a room that weekend, and uh, he was walking across a room, and the drummer said he just collapsed. And that was it. So they think it was a heart attack, or an erotic aneurysm, or an erotic. Can't screw that name up. Grawley had just finished recording the soundtrack to It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown, earlier that afternoon, and he died at the age of 47. So that's going to be it for Exploding Hit Movies this week, coming up very soon. As I eat up some of his time, sadly. It's the jazz show with Gavin Walker, and he'll give you some straight goods for about three hours. So if you'd like to jazz, especially the callers I think I missed along the way there, he'll deliver. Trust me. He's been doing it for about 30 years at least with this station. Did he bring a saxophone? No. No, he didn't. That's okay. But he brought me a fortune cookie. Or I technically was just standing out there, so let me just pop this open now. Oh, we got two fortunes. We got four fortunes. All right. So, for you listeners, an interesting project is pending. Luck is on your side if you have patience. Your mind being creative original will make you famous. And you will make a change for the better. Anyways, I'll be back next week with a look back at the year 2015. Plenty of great songs and one particular soundtrack. And I'll just leave you with green sleeves without me. My name is Gak. You have been listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR. Stick around. More jazz. Up soon.
You are listening to CITR on your FM dial 101.9 or on your computer www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up right now. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee 